Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to turn into your Bibles, Galatians chapter 2, reading from verse 17 to the end of the chapter. If while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that we ourselves are sinners. Does that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I am a lawbreaker. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Heavenly Father, we ask you to give us understanding of your word as we seek to expound it today. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we learned that the apostles Paul and Peter had a major disagreement in Antioch, Syria. They didn't see eye to eye. And one eye said to the other, this thing in between us has a terrible smell. So that's the only joke we're going to get today. Not a very good one, by the way. Peter chose to eat with visitors from Jerusalem that kept the dietary laws and separated themselves from the Gentile Christians during mealtimes. Their actions revealed that they didn't believe that Jesus' finished work on the cross was enough, that they needed to do their part as well by trying to keep the Old Testament laws. But the truth is, there is only one way anyone can be made right with God. And that's through believing faith in what Jesus Christ has already accomplished on a cross. God is holy, holy, holy. He is altogether morally righteous. And so because of that, it's impossible for him to just overlook sin and allow anything impure to enter into his holy, undefiled, heavenly home. So then, that means that all mankind is in a terrible condition. Because by nature, we are not holy, are we? And we are incapable of getting into heaven regardless of who we are or what we have done. No matter how good we think we are, God's word is clear 
that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the good news is, because of God's loving nature, he made a way for unregenerate sinners to be forgiven, to be made pure in his sight, to be made right, to be made righteous. But in order for that to happen, God's justice had to be appeased and put to death once and for all. There had to be a scapegoat, willing and able to take the punishment on himself that we deserve. So God the Father sent his only begotten son, Jesus, the only one who was without sin, who was willing because he loved us. And he was able to bear our sins on his body on that cross. We've learned a lot about the meaning of justification. And justification is when God declares a sinner not guilty. This can only happen when a person believes in Jesus Christ's perfect sacrifice for them. It's when the sinner places their faith in Jesus that they can become a saint, being set free from the curse of the law that condemned us. Justification is an act of God, not something we can do to gain acceptance with God by trying to keep a set of rules, no matter how good they are, and that includes the Ten Commandments. Our righteous standing before God is not determined by what we have done or do, but on what has already been done by Jesus Christ at Calvary. All, bar none, the religions in the world say, do. But Christianity says, done. All the religions in the world, you have to do something. But Christianity knows that the work has already been done by Jesus on that cross. Paul said in verse 17, but if in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners. Once God's law is broken in a single point, it condemns all of us, whether we are Jewish or Gentile. Being obedient to the law can never give us everlasting life because no one can keep it perfectly. Only Jesus could keep it perfectly because he was without sin. The law could never save anyone or even make anyone holy. That wasn't its purpose. 
His purpose was to show that we fall short of the glory of God. It shows us that we are a sinner in need to be saved, to be redeemed. Our redemption could only be accomplished one way, and that was by the sacrificial death of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Redeemed. That word means to buy out, to purchase a slave's freedom. If we have been redeemed, and I hope you have, then our previous condition before salvation was that of a slave. But through Christ's death on our behalf, God purchased our freedom. It's then we are no longer in bondage to sin or to the law. By receiving Jesus, we receive his righteousness. We have none of our own. Receiving Jesus, then we have passed from death to life. We have become a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, the new creature, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 19, Paul says, Through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. Are you living for God? Being a very devout religious Jew, before conversion and after conversion, before conversion, Paul tried to please God by attempting to keep the law. And like all of us, the more he tried to be perfect, the more he failed. So all it does is bring about complete frustration because we never will be perfect until we meet Jesus face to face. So Paul, once he became a Christian, he gave up trying to be holy in his own strength, trying to follow the law, knowing that he had received the righteousness of God simply by believing faith in Jesus Christ. It was then he knew and we know that we have been liberated from the yoke of the law and set free, as Paul says, to live for God. We can now live for God. Whereas before becoming a Christian, we just live for ourselves. Verse 20, familiar verse to many. I have been crucified with Christ, Paul says. What does he mean being crucified with Christ? Since no believer was literally crucified with Jesus on that cross, 
This is obviously symbolic, but it also has important spiritual significance. Being crucified with Christ means that we are no longer under the penalty of the law that leads to death. We identify with Jesus' crucifixion. When he died for our sins, our sins were put to death on that cross. Our sins were crucified with Christ. We were made alive, not by our own efforts, but by God's grace through faith. When Jesus rose again from the dead, being crucified with Christ means we can now deny ourselves, put aside the selfish lifestyle, say no to sin, and take up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Being crucified with Christ means that we don't have to be controlled like we were before conversion by the God of this world, the devil. We've been set free from the bondage of sin and death and shackles have been broken that the devil had us bound. Now we can rely on God's power in us to be obedient to him because we love him. Not because we loved him first, but because he loves us. Not because we're scared of being struck by lightning when we fail. If we don't toe the line. No. We love him. And we want to obey him. Because we know how much he loves us. We don't have to keep trying and failing in our own strength to try to be good or keep a set of rules, no matter how good those rules are. Before coming Christians, we were spiritually dead in trespasses and sins to God. We were dead to God. We had no spiritual life in us. But because of believing faith in Jesus, we became spiritually alive, regenerated, due to the fact that our sins were nailed to that cross. We were crucified with Christ. And when Jesus rose from the dead, and we believe that by faith, knowing that he's done it for us and proved how much he loves us and received him as savior, God has taken up residence within us. We are the temple of the living God. The one who died for us now lives in us and he freely gives us his righteousness because we've been made right by receiving Jesus as our Savior. So now, 
having been redeemed, we can choose to pursue holiness rather than being dominated by our old, carnal, Adamic nature that we inherited. Original sin. Under the law, we could never do that and succeed because the law has nothing to do with God's grace. The law condemns. Verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. In other words, if righteousness comes by keeping the law, then Jesus died in vain. If the law could save us, why did Jesus even bother coming and dying on the cross? The law cannot save us. It never could and it never will. If the law could save anyone, why did Jesus have to come and die on the cross at all? And these Judaizers, these law keepers are saying that the law can save us as long as we keep them. They were mixing law and grace. Yeah, they believed in Jesus. They believed he died on the cross, he rose again. But that wasn't enough for them. They needed to do more. They needed to follow the law, the Old Testament law, to be acceptable to God. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Law keepers are saying that the law can save us, which in effect means that Jesus' suffering and death was totally unnecessary. That's wrong. Of course it was necessary. He was the scapegoat. He bore our sins and it cost him his life when he poured out his lifeblood on that cruel cross. Jesus' death, burial and resurrection is the only way a sinner can be made right with God, to be made righteous. So let's wrap this up and review what we've already studied and learned today. Our standing as Christians before God is not based on our performance, but on what Jesus did on our behalf. Jesus did not become a sinner. He never was a sinner, but he became sin for us. Jesus was and is and always will be God. He was the only one who was ever born without sin. But he took upon himself our sins. When he sacrificed himself by shedding his sinless blood, he broke the power of sin and has defeated death. Now, being justified by believing faith in Jesus' finished work on the cross, we not only have received the Holy Spirit, 
that has regenerated us, but we have his power to live for God, to be able to love others and be able to forgive others, even our enemies. We could never do that before we became Christians. Not possible. But now, we can. Not because there's any good in us, apart from receiving the goodness of God. Not because we're naturally good, but because God first loved us and he's forgiven all of our sins and trespasses. So we are able to forgive others. When we're made right with God, simply by placing our faith in Jesus, we have become a new creation. We're not the same. We're a new creation in Christ. Not just spiritually, but our attitude changes. We're no longer the same. We think differently. We act differently. We want what God wants for us because we are different. We hate sin just like God hates sin. Whereas before we love sin. And all that is due to God's amazing grace that he graciously poured out into our hearts when we first believed. By faith, having received Jesus Christ as our personal saviour. Not by, as Paul rightly said in verse 16, trying to keep the law. This is what he said, and I'll close with this. Know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Now listen to this, it's very important. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. We hope and pray that this message will be clearly understood for those believers that are in Christ. May we be encouraged through it. And for those of you that are listening to this message who are outside of Christ, you need to be in Christ in order to be in heaven when you leave this world. Believe that Jesus died for you on that cross because he loves you. He had to die for you, a sinner, because you can't enter into heaven any other way. Jesus bore your sins on the cross so you wouldn't have to receive the punishment that you deserve. Believe and receive Jesus. Believe in your heart that Jesus died and he rose again from the dead and he's alive. And all you need to do is call upon his name and say, Jesus, 
I know that I'm a sinner. I'm so sorry that you had to die for me on that cross and what you suffered. I'm responsible for putting you on that cross because of my sin. But please forgive me and come into my life and save me. And if you prayed that prayer, God will answer it. Amen? Amen. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ.